Be gracious to me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Because this is for the last. This is for the last. This is Reform Raza. Once again, once again, we're back here alongside with my brothers. Martin, Mr. Firme. Dang. <laughs> I was going to say that for my name. Not a joke. Uh, I forgot my name. Thank Justin. You your name? We'll, we'll make one up if you, if you forgot. <laughs> we'll give you a name tag too. Miklo. Miklo Velka. And there has to be one in every family, right? A Miklo. Yeah, there's one in every in every in every family. And that's what we're situation. gonna be talking about today. A Miklo in your family. Are you the Miklo? No, <laughs> Anyways, what are we on today, guys? What's the topic tonight, Victor? There's this big word going out there, and it's called repentance. Dun dun dun. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Repentance, repentance, repentance. What is repentance? How does repentance, quote unquote, look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, biblically speaking, when we uh, hear repentance, what is it that we're really talking about? Because there's people out there that will say repentance is just a change of mind. And they would actually look at repentance as a work. There's this group out there uh, that will say that to repent means to do works. And the, when you, we say repentance, it doesn't mean works. And they start doing all these kinds of other same things. It just means a change of mind and that's it. You don't have to do anything. That is not repentance. A repentance, a real true repentance does include a change of mind. But a change of mind that will cause you to turn from your sin. Do a complete 180 and turn around. You're going one way. Repentance means that you start going another way. What and I, do scriptures say? Yeah, and I feel like a, a lot of people, when you say a change of mind, that's all it is. You got to be really careful when you, when you talk about mind. Because nowadays, we talked in a previous episode that nowadays it's all about positivity, positive vibes, have a positive mind, and you're good. But it's more in depth than that. It's more in depth yeah. than just a change of mind. It's a... Change of action, like you said, uh, it's a turning away from your sin. It involves all of this. So let's get down to the root. What is repentance? Yes, sir. So what is it? Well, in the Greek, I don't, I don't speak Greek, so I can't really say. <laughs> <laughs> no, but think about this. So if if I were I'll just make us some idea okay if let's say let's say let's say let's say a man is cheating on his wife okay and then um uh he says you know I'm going to stop cheating on my wife did that man do a <laughs> good work oh, that's funny you wouldn't say that that man earned forgiveness or that man, because he stopped doing it, that he earned forgiveness. So therefore, those people that say that repentance is a work, it doesn't work like that. It's not, if you stop sinning, that's not a work. Uh, the Bible commands you to stop sinning. Sin is a bad thing. You shouldn't be sinning. So for someone to turn away from their sin... It's not a work, and you're not earning anything of your salvation or anything. If the man says, you know what, I'm cheating on my wife, I'm going to stop, therefore my wife should forgive me because I stopped. Uh, no, uh, you should stop because you shouldn't have been doing it in the first place. And then there should be like, like almost like a, like a, not a work, but a type of the husband trying to regain trust. Yeah. And that's, that's not a work. You're not earning it because, first of all, you're not worthy of, of, of forgiveness because of your sin. Yeah, you should stop it, but you're not gaining anything. No one's going to say, you know what? Wife, you should forgive your husband 
because he stopped doing it. Is it almost like someone when when they when they go to a court for something small and and they're ordered to go to do community service? Yeah. In order to prove that hey, this that you're really what repenting. You turn away and you stop doing it. You turn the other way. Hmm. So, but what does the Bible say biblically about repentance? Well, it's funny because I looked in the dictionary and it leads you right back to the Bible. Because, well, yeah, the first definition, it says the action of repenting, sincere regret or remorse. And the example they have, (laughs) it says each person who turns to God in genuine repentance and faith will be saved. That's the dictionary. There you go. Even the world. That's an example sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Even the world knows. But, and so then there's this other group that says, you know what? I'm just going to say sorry to God. You know, I'll go to church on Sundays. I'll say the sinner's prayer. And then next weekend, I'll be at it again. And every time they sin, they say this in prayer. Oh, God, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. But never causing a change. They're never turning There's no away. remorse. There's uh, no remorse. I was saying, that example, that feels like a work. Yeah. That feels more like a work-based That's repentance. more work. Because, like, oh, if I just say this prayer and ask for forgiveness, and I do my church or my religious duty on Sunday, then I'm good. That's works. Because it's almost like you're doing that mm. to cover up the wrong you did. Yeah. And if you've ever been busted, if you've ever gone to jail, you've repented a bunch of times. But <laughs> when you walk out the door, you leave your repentance at the jail and then you keep on doing the same thing and then you're right back in it again you're going through the loop you're going to the county jail and you're like Lord forgive me once again that's not repentance either repentance is a complete transformation of a grief and sorrow and recognizing your sin and not wanting it anymore that's when the change of mind happens I don't want this sin anymore and then you call it to God Lord I cannot do it without you I need you to do something in my life. That's what repentance is. And then God transforms the heart, and then they're able to turn from their sin. But that transformation has to happen first. Yeah. It always starts with God. Yeah. What were you going to say right now, Vic? Remind me of that scripture. It says, uh, humble yourself on the side of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. <laughs> I, I guess, no, talking about repentance, I guess it really has to work on your, your pride as well. Because yeah. it's acknowledging that, that uh, you're a sinner, you need, you need, you need a Savior. Yeah. And that, that takes, uh, especially for, for some men, that takes a lot of like humbling yourself, really getting on your knees and crying out to God. And that just reminded me of... Uh, when I first came to God as well, because that, that's exactly how I was feeling. Yeah. I got down on my knees and I said, God, I don't want to do this anymore. And I don't know why I keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just need your help. Or even, I mean, even in the scriptures that we just, with the opening scripture that you read is Psalm 51, verse 1 and 2. Uh, the third verse even says, for I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me against you. You only have I sinned. And done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. And so, right here, that's David uh, talking to the Lord after he has committed adultery uh, with uh, Bathsheba, and um, he's asking for forgiveness. He says, "He he's, he, and what you just said, he's recognizing his sin." He's humbling himself before the Lord. He says, I, have, I know my transgression. My sin is ever before me. There's that constant bearing and conviction that your sin is right in front of you. You know you've done wrong. You know you've done evil in the sight of the Lord. He said, it is right uh, for you, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. It is right for you to save me or to send me uh, to hell for my sins. But he, but he says, um, you know, but he's calling out to God and asking for mercy. Have mercy on me, O oh Lord. That's what repentance is right there. Now, this is crazy because uh, even in that story of David and Bathsheba, 
I mean, people are always using that as an example. You know, David, you know, well, David committed adultery and, you know, and, uh, you know, he was known after a man after God's own heart. But then sometimes they, they, they take out Psalm 51 yeah. and see how, how David was really feeling that uh, he committed this sin. It wasn't even a, just adultery. It was a murder as well. He yeah. was trying to cover up his sin his own way until uh, Nathan the prophet came up to him and, and, you know, basically exposed him like, no, you're the yeah. one that did this to God. I don't I know why you're angry. Every- I'm talking about you. <laughs> I'm talking you. about you. <laughs> hey, Nathan's the original Paul Washer. <laughs> He's the original Paul Washer right there. But, but I mean, it's crazy, though, because um, we read that story, but then Psalm 51 describes how he was feeling yeah. inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, even if you read the story, you can. Uh, he's saying that he was weeping for days. He wouldn't even eat. Yeah. He wouldn't do all. So this is exactly what he was going through: mm-hmm. remorse, regret, kind of like, "Man, my sin is before me," and that—that's a genuine repentance right there. It's—it's it's, you're constantly thinking like, "Man, I messed up." Not just I blew it, but take this sin away from me. It's—it's it's before my pre- guilt, yeah. shame. So if you're not really feeling those things, um, there's no, there's not really like that. Spirit, the spirit's not tugging at you, or because the spirit's not conviction, in you. Yeah. There's no conviction in you. But when you feel that conviction, that's when true repentance starts. Yeah. And if you don't listen to that conviction, it, I mean, that, that sin's going to be ever before you until it's like, man, you need to repent. Yeah. I, I just think that's crazy, though, how, how it describes how David's feeling at this time. Yeah. Not only that, but Jesus, his first words when he started his ministry, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's the gospel message. Yeah, that's the gospel message. Repent for the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. is at hand. And not only that, but Peter, when asked in his first gospel sermon, uh, the Jews, what shall we do then? Peter said, repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. Dang, if you look at it, because as, as we're talking about repentance, um, whenever we... Uh, do not repent to God and humble ourselves. We look like Adam and Eve. That's our visual representation mm-hmm. of how we try to cover up. We cover. Yeah. We we basically work these acts of covering ourselves up with fig leaves. And that's a work right there. We we say sorry and then and then you know like how you mentioned you know mm-hmm. we we come we 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 do service unto God we come to the church whatever and we feel like we've we've covered it up. Yeah. It's it's taken out by like no like true repentance will be humbled to God and he covers us. Amen. Which is what happens with Adam and Eve. That's a visual demonstration of how um we try to do it on our own, but yet God is the one who initially is the one that covers us, which yeah. is Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so we look towards Second Corinthians then. You got that scripture, Victor? No? Mm. Y'all weren't prepared for this. Well, you're not, you're not prepared? <laughs> you're, you're the one that mentioned the scripture. <laughs> okay. Well, well while, while you go to the scripture, I'll, I'll, I'll use an example here. Whatever. Um, in 2 Kings 22, this is uh, Josiah. He's the youngest king. He was appointed at eight years old. And then as he came to the ripened age of about 18... Um, he started repairs to the temple. And so as, as the temple was getting repaired, they found um, the book of, uh, where was it? Deuteronomy. It says right here in Second Kings 22, 3, it says in the 18th year of King Josiah, the king sent Japhon, the son of Azaliah, son of Meshulam, the secretary to the house of the Lord, saying, go up to high priest, count the money, blah, blah, blah. And then, sorry, not blah, blah, blah. That's bad. So as they're repairing, they find the book of, where is it? I just had it right now. See, man, I... I started making fun of you for not being prepared. Didn't you just get a Martin right now for not being prepared? I have it underlined right here. It says in verse 11, it says, When the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his clothes. So after, you know, this is just the book of the law. So Deuteronomy, um, the commandments, all, all, all of 
that that was written into the book after he read of it he tore his clothes and then after that his his following um people that are underneath them they start tearing the clothes and they start tearing their clothes and he goes and he reads it aloud in the town square the whole the whole um people in jerusalem they they gather they hear it and everyone is just in in full repentance because also too at this time the the prophet is um i forgot which one it was that was declaring what god had said what he's gonna do that he's going to bring, it says the wrath of God was going to come upon um, Jerusalem. But because they repented, they humbled themselves. Here later in chapter 22, it goes on, um, God speaking through the prophet, he goes on to say that, um, it says, regarding the words that you have heard, because your heart was penitent and you humbled yourself. Before the Lord, when you heard how I spoke against the, this place and against its inhabitants, that they should become a desolation and a curse, and you have torn your clothes and wept before me, I also heard you, declares the Lord. Therefore, behold, I will gather you to your fathers, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace. So, because they came to the they they came to true repentance and humbled themselves before God, God held off on His wrath for them until after. Josiah um, basically died. And so that, that's just an example of repentance. They, they wept. They were remorsing over their sin. And that's one of the things we pointed out earlier is repent, true, true repentance brings remorse. It brings a mourning over the sin that, that you commit, that you committed. It's not just saying sorry and turning and then just continuing forward. It's, it's a 180 turn. You're... you're Mourning over your sin as you would mourn over a, a loved one that had passed away. So you shall mourn over your sin as if um, basically like that, that, that disaster will come upon you. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. So you ready with your second Corinthians? I may or may not be. Dang. Dang. Well, well I guess I'll, I'll continue with the examples. But... Um, the New Testament, James talks about this. Mm-hmm. Well, even when he talks about, um, James is pretty straight out. He says, you're, you're adulterous, you're adulteresses, friendship with the world is an enmity towards God. But later on, uh, James goes on to say, uh, straight out, cleanse your hands, you sinners, <laughs> and purify <laughs> your hearts, you double-minded <laughs> Be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. So in other words, uh, James is, is, is basically saying, why are you rejoicing over your sin? You should be weeping. That's where true repentance comes. Not, not bragging or not that, you know, you did this, you did that. But a true repentance is mourning. It's a... It's a it's being miserable. Like, how could I do this unto my God? Because that's what David says. Yeah. In the book of Psalms, he says, it's you that have sinned against. It's not that anybody. No, that, that's, the, that's the greater sin. It's like, man, I've offended you, God. I, I've sinned against you and you alone. And, and, and that's where the, the true repentance is, is, is from. Acknowledging that you, first off, you sinned against God. And then you sinned against, you know, whatever the sin was. But it takes a mourning, not a joy, but, but a mourning, a gloom, a, a God, um, forgive me. Mm-hmm. I, I blew it. I messed up. Not in those words, but, you know, repentance, you know? Yeah. So in Second Corinthians chapter 7, uh, right here, it says Paul's joy. Uh, he wrote... To the church in Corinth, uh, some harsh words, and they got a little upset at him. And Paul's like, you know what? I don't care that you got upset with me. You thug know? life. Yeah, thug <laughs> life. He's thug life in it. He put on the shades and, and started writing because <laughs> because of of uh, their offense and their is his hard hard his hard words. It caused them to be sorrowful and weep. But unto repentance. So he said, you know what? I told you some hard stuff. But Osaske, it was all good because you repented. You know? Go watch this out. Says He spoke uh, Spanish too? He did. Uh, he spoke Latin. He was Italian. Come Damn. on. Come on, somebody. 
Wait, what? Latin <laughs> and Italian? What the? <laughs> Those two different things. I don't know, man. What do I look like? Some sort of... European? I don't know. Theologian? Teacher no. or something? Okay, go on Come with on. your scripture. <laughs> Sorry. I repent. For even if I made you grief... Second Corinthians chapter 7 8. For even if I made you grief with my letter, I do not regret it. Though I did regret it, for I see that that letter grieved you, though only for a while. As it is, I rejoice, not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repenting, for you felt a godly grief, mm -hmm. so that you suffered no loss through us. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation. Amen. Without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. And so join and us next week. Picture. <laughs> and that's a perfect description of what repentance is. Because but look, because look, he makes two examples. He says one is godly grief, godly sorrow that leads on to uh, salvation. The other one is yeah. a worldly grief that produces death. And the example that we get is in Judas. He felt bad for betraying Jesus. He felt bad. Mm -hmm. But that's it. It wasn't a true repentance that, that I have sinned against God. He said, I have betrayed a good man. See, Peter, man. Peter, he said, I have betrayed my Lord, my master. Judas had yet to understand. Yeah, Peter, Peter's, remember, Peter made the confession that you are... Uh, the Christ, the Son of the Living God, he had an understanding of who he was, mm -hmm. and he says, "I betrayed, or I've been betrayed. I denied my Lord, and he he had a sorrowful grief that led him to repentance. And even G Jesus, uh, well, I know as far as the King James Bible says, um, after um, in the Book of John where he tells Peter, uh, "Do you love me?" You know, three yeah. times. Or, Restore them. He restores him, but uh, uh, before, when he tells him, Peter, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows, he says, but when you are converted, go to your brothers. He tells him that, when you are converted. See, that's the difference. There's a conversion in these two. Judas did not have a conversion. He, he just said, I have betrayed a good man. <laughs> He had he didn't get that knowledge. He the the spirit did not reveal to him who Christ was. He was just another good teacher, another good person. So he said, "Man, I betrayed a good person." He felt bad about it, and, but he it wasn't a repentance unto salvation, saying, "I have denied, I have betrayed my Lord." That wasn't Judah's response. That's a worldly grief. I mean, you just feel bad mm -hmm. about what you did. But then there's no fruit. Even Jesus tells the, uh, the Pharisees, uh, pretty sure it was Jesus, I got to double check. But he says, um, you vipers, who has warned you from the wrath to come? Or I think it was John, John the Baptist. John, the yeah, it was yeah. John that said it. He says, he says you vipers, who has uh, told you, or who has warned you to, or something? To flee from the coming wrath. To flee wrath. from the wrath to come. He says, therefore, bear fruit. And keeping with repentance. There's a fruit that comes from repentance. Yeah. If there's no fruit that comes from that repentance, and it's a worldly, it's a worldly repentance. And it's a it's a worldly sorrow. It's not a true penitent, repentant, uh, change of heart, change of mind. Check out episode three, the fruit. Yeah. And so there's there's those are that's a perfect example right here in Second Corinthians where you got one hand, you just feel bad, and that's mm -hmm. it. Another one is that, man, I have sinned and I need forgiveness. And then there's fruit that comes from that. So it's like one acknowledging who you've sinned against and mm -hmm. two is acting upon, upon mm -hmm. that. Uh, I don't want to say feeling because feelings are like getting out of. It, it is a feeling. It's, it's kind of it like, but, but it is that. It's, it's just how in our last episode we talk, talked about faith, faith and works work together. Yeah. It's in the same way repentance and works work together. Because even Paul, uh, another, another portion in Acts, Paul says uh, that he preached to the Gentiles, repent and turn to God, performing deeds appropriate to repentance. Mm. Mm. So now Paul's, Paul's saying there's, there should be an action. Yeah. It's not just, just uh, you know, say I believe or, or say this. No, there has to be an action 
appropriate yeah. to your repentance. And, and, and it's not a, a work of trying to gain the salvation. No, no, no. It's, it's the not fruit that, that comes uh-huh. out of it. See, that's what I think people get a misconception from that. They say that, oh, you're trying to work, therefore repentance is a work. And that's just false. That's just well, that, false. That's thing. why the, the whole faith and works come hand in hand because he says, show me your faith um, without works yeah, and I'll show you my faith mm-hmm. by my works. Yeah, exactly. Because the works will be produced mm-hmm. from your faith. And, you know, check out episode three. Yeah. I mean, we talk all the whole episode is just about that, the fruit, how fruit comes from the repentant heart. Yeah. And then even here in... in the previous Corinthian letter in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, Paul is saying, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. Past tense, were some of you. Amen. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. So here, Paul is reminding them that you guys were these people at one time, but you guys were washed. Yeah. And so, Paul is able to say that because there was a working of the spirit in the life that that the spirit was sanctifying them they no longer practice those things anymore and the result of that that was that they no longer were identified by that yeah their fruit showed the work of christ in them mm-hmm. and so in, and so it goes on and 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 just in that portion it goes on to mention how the holy spirit is the one who sanctifies us yeah. and keeps us in in line with the spirit and and continues to to uh, produce the fruit in us that needs to prove the work of our faith. Amen. Amen. So all this, uh, it, it all goes together. It's crazy how, like, um, everything just comes together. Faith, repentance, works. Uh, the real Christian uh, does not contradict himself or say that uh, he's trying to earn or anything like that. It all just naturally just comes together. That's why when we go evangelize, we tell people repentance and faith, repentance and faith. It comes together. It just culminates all together so smoothly. Yeah. Like pieces mm-hmm. of a puzzle. It's just boom. So that's, 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 that's dope right there. And so uh, another example, and this is going to lead into the next segment. Luke chapter 19. We have a story of a man named Zacchaeus. This guy was a tax collector who took people's money. You know, at that time, uh, the tax collectors, they were hated on. They were seen as, you know, like you betrayers because they were, they were Jewish people, but they were skimping their own people. They were taking money from their own people because they worked for the government. And so they had uh, the government to pack them, uh, back them up. So they felt freely to like, you know what? You can't touch me. I can tax you whatever I want. And they would do it because they know that they couldn't be touched. So check this out. He entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was on the account of the crowd. He could not because he was a he was a of small stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was about to pass that way when Jesus came to the place. He looked up and said to him, "Zacchaeus, hurry, and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone into the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come. 
to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Why do I make that example? This man, Zacchaeus, uh, when he had a real encounter with Jesus, his first move, since he was a rich man, since he was a tax collector, his first move was, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. His repentance drew him to, to bring back mm-hmm. basically what he has stolen, sinned against others. Those actions going those about, actions. those yeah. works, those, those convictions, actions, those convictions. Like, man, I know what I've done. I'm, I'm about to give it. And he did it joyfully. So I'm about to give it back to the people that have defrauded. So why, why do I say this? Have y'all heard what's been going down in the Christian world lately? What was today? Today is September the... 7th. 7th, 2019. A couple of days ago... Uh, the news hit social media like crazy. Everybody's offering their opinion. On who? On Benny Hinn. His quote-unquote confession that he is leaving the prosperity gospel, that he's quote-unquote changing his theology or correcting his theology since Benny Hinn is a well-known uh, prosperity teacher, you know, riches, all sorts of stuff worth millions and millions of dollars. Uh, he says that he has maybe has taken prosperity a little too far and says, I'm correcting my theology. Never again will I ask for a thousand dollar seed. The, the gospel cannot be sold. Everybody saw the video, right? You guys saw yeah. the video? Yeah, we saw that. Go if check you it out on YouTube. Yeah, go, if you haven't, press pause, go to YouTube, type in Benny Hinn. Confession. Confession. And then come back. Yeah. And we're going to continue this combo. All right, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> this is Reform Rasa. Thank part, you for joining part us. Part B of episode 17. <laughs> so now that we have uh, described what repentance is, godly sorrow, at least to salvation, we have this example of Zacchaeus that he, he was a rich man that, that, that came up on fools, and now he's trying to give everything back. He was the, the chief tax collector. The chief tax collector. He's one of those guys at the top of the pyramid schemes. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And, and the people mm-hmm. he cheated were at the bottom who could never yeah. make it to the top. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly, yeah. And so his first move was to, to recognize, I have defrauded people. I'm going to give it back. Is this something that we see in light of we have, what we have just spoken about? Do we see this kind of attitude with Benny Hinn, according to the video that we saw? According to the video, that there was, it was just a bunch of talk to me. There was no, there was no, there not was even, no action there was yet. no action, yeah. not even a feeling or emotion of regret. It was just kind of like if it was scripted. Honestly, that's the way I, I, yeah. I saw it. That was just scripted. It wasn't, it was, it's just talk. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So two, two, two things that I saw on social media were, were two sides. One side was like, praise God. Maybe he's not all the way there yet, but maybe the, these are start. the baby steps. And we're praise God. He, he's acknowledging that prosperity is, is false or prosperity is, is not right. And, you know, praise God. You know, a lot of people were sharing this, this link and they're like, they're like, praise the Lord. You know, he's saved and, and all kinds of stuff. On the other hand, people were like, nah. Let's see what I don't happens. Buy it. Yeah. Even Costi Hinn, Benny Hinn's nephew, he's all, man, I really do hope that he has repented, but you know what? Let's see what happens. Well, what, what Costi Hinn put on Facebook or was it Twitter? Uh, I saw it on Facebook. Well, basically the post that in response to his uncle um, putting this out there was basically what we were talking. Let's, he said, let's hope that God will keep him in, in this uh in, in this repentance in the lasting fruit of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That after this, after he has said these things, let's hope that his actions will continue to prove in the same direction that, that he was speaking. Right? 
Yeah, he, 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 this is what exactly what, what, his, what his post is. Uh, Uncle Benny says, I'm encouraged to see him express a refutation of prosperity theology and even admit to wrong teachings on that topic. Now, I pray for undeniable lasting fruit that exemplifies genuine repentance. Truth and time go hand in hand. Then he cites Psalm 51, 17, Luke 19, 1 through 10, Luke 3 and 8. I didn't even, I didn't even see those scriptures. Oh, Luke 3? Yeah, like, it's crazy that we're talking about. I didn't even see, I didn't even pay attention to those that he posted. But see, he's, he's, he's pointing back to the same scriptures that we did, you know what I mean? So he says, if, if this is true, then we're going to see some fruit. Yeah. But the following day. <laughs> the following day, right, right away. <laughs> They're not blink. They're not take a second. He's asking for money. Then I flinch. Then I flinch one bit. He's back at it again. To sow your seed because uh, what, what were we just listening to? He said uh, uh, into a, whole, a hole in someone's pocket is a spiritual state. It's a spiritual thing. And you got to sow into a ministry in order to 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 uh, stop that spiritual state. And you got to sow, you sow your seed. He went back at it again. Whenever you <laughs> hear those words, sow into the kingdom. That's and, a red flag. And, and they use that the for channel. tithes and offering. You got to... Walk out of that church. <laughs> All right, I'm head out. <laughs> and the SpongeBob, the SpongeBob going on. I am out. All right, I'm head <laughs> out. All right, I'm out. <laughs> when he stands up. All right, I'm out. I'm head out. Dude, that 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 means funny. That's funny. So providentially, uh, this came out in, in light of our previous episodes, the false yeah. teaching one, and the five solos where we mentioned these kind of things, and uh, you know, so we thought we'd just respond to those. Well, kind of if things, you think you know? about it, he didn't lie. Because he didn't oh, wow. ask for a thousand dollars. Oh yeah, if, yeah, if yeah you've I will never ask for a thousand dollars again. If, you, if you've seen the video, he, yeah. he, I feel like he almost purposely says that, so so that he could so that he could always point back and be like, I didn't ask for a thousand dollars. That's funny, dude. Yeah, so man, I I was on the side of nah, this doesn't look this this isn't what repentance looked like. Yeah. See, there's a difference because Costi Hinn, he was his catcher. That's his uncle mm. Benny. He was involved with him. So if you've watched the the documentary American Gospel, Costi uh, Hinn is a part of uh, some some of the pastors that speak, and he gives his testimony as being um, Uncle Benny's helper catcher. Yeah. And what and what is what is what statement does he make? Is that I'm no longer. Affiliated or identified with my uncle Benny or the prosperity gospel. Yeah, he straight up renounced it. He straight up, he made it clear that he is mm-hmm. no longer doing that. Yeah, he and there's fruit. There, there was fruit because now he's on some real sound theology. He passes a church out here in Tustin. Uh, we should go visit one time. I don't know. He passes out here in Tustin. Yeah, he does. He has Man, a church out that. here in Tustin. I didn't know that either. Yeah, that's dope. Man, what other place? What other better place, man? Tustin. Orange County to to have a church, right? Well, I don't really know too much about Tustin, but yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, anyways, I'm just saying. Represent for the county. So, That's all I'm saying. so on the on the subject of uh, repentance, should we, um, as we see new believers come in, um, also too when we see maybe uh, people who used to be in the pews amongst us and have left and backslid, should we uh, set a standard for repentance for them? What do you mean by standard? Well, see, that's why I'm I'm asking. Like, is is there a standard for repentance? Or is, um, should we, um, I don't know. Because as we're talking about repentance, should there be a standard for it? I don't understand like basically saying, okay, like, this like guy, certain, this guy, this guy's, yeah, like basically guidelines. like this guy's not truly repentant until I see this, this, and this. Here, here, here's, here's how I would respond. Not, not, not like a standard son, but yeah. like say uh, a new believer in Christ or, or just like you, you said, 
someone who, who who's a new believer or someone who's coming back to the things of God? What what standard, right? That's that was your question. What, what standard? Yeah, should there but, be like a standard that we could point to? Be like, I don't believe this guy's fully repented yet. I, I, I would say, for, first off, for me, that, that's like rejoicing. Yeah, like, yes, there's a new believer or, or someone wants to come back. I wouldn't say that there would be a standard, but I'd say I'd wait to see the fruit. Mm-hmm. Not, not really say that he has to follow these certain steps, but I'd wait to see the fruit of his life and help him along the way. For instance, a, a new believer, you... you, you discipleship. It, it's discipleship. You, you help him. You do your part as, as someone who's mature in the faith. Even with somebody who wants to come back, you do your part in like, okay, let's meet up for, for Bible study or, or let's talk, let, let, let's, let, let's uh, discipleship, you know, let's get together. Yeah. B- but I'd have to wait and see the fruit. Not a standard, yeah. but wait to see the fruit. Yeah. Just like with, 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 with Benny Hinn right now, everybody was rejoicing and it's like, wait a minute, you have to wait to see. Not a standard, yeah. but you have to wait to see if there's that action involved. Yeah. yeah. Because that true repentance will involve an action. Not, not to say that there's a standard or there's certain steps, but I would just say, yes, rejoice at the fact, do your part, and then wait and see. Yeah. I, I only I ask say. that because in response to this Benny Hinn video, I've, I've seen a couple comments where, where they say, I, I won't believe he's truly repented until I see A, B, and C. So that's why I, I'm just generally just asking just in general for, for those who, who do repent, should we have a standard for them? But like you said, yeah, like we, we should wait and see no. the, the, the lasting fruit that come from the repentance. Yeah, because one thing about Benny Hinn too is that this dude has been, prosperity, of, prosperity is probably like the least of his heresies. Because healings. Yeah, not only that, but uh, he's said things. He ha- he's he's been on that little gods doctrine. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. People are little oh, gods. Yeah. That you're made in the same. You're, you're equal. You're equal to the father. He said that you're equal to the father. Therefore, all, all, therefore the wealth is yours because you have a king who has a kingdom, and he has riches in his glory, and you are equal to him. Then it's inheritance. You, yeah, then your inheritance is wealth, prosperity, and this and that. Not only that, but he has said that there's nine persons in the Trinity. Hmm? That each what person the of the Trinity has its own Trinity. I was like, what? Where did he get that map yeah. from? And so he, his heresies go deeper than just prosperity. So he has two, almost two decades of heresies to, to be accounted for. So I can understand in a way why people would be like, whoa, I got to see this first. Because he does have a long... Uh, Criminal record, <laughs> a long criminal her- heretical record yeah. of, of heresies. You know, like, uh, like I w- one thing that I would say that I, I guess I don't know if you would say a standard, but like he would denounce, like, or admit that he has preached falsely or said, you know what, I'm no longer affiliated with this, and I'm gonna take some time off, and. You know, I'm gonna quit this whole ministry, and just, you know, be under someone, and just be really discipled. You know, isn't he going on a a tour or something? I wouldn't doubt it. I don't know. I guess when I seen a flyer recently where him and like oh yeah, I seen that yeah, really? where a couple other of those yeah, prosperity uh, uh, pastors are going around. Marcos Wheat. Marcos Wheat. Oh Wheat? yeah. Wheat. <laughs> that dude even he preached at Joel Osteen's church for ten years. Let that sink in. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, and yeah, dude. So, um, uh, I I don't I don't think uh, Benny Hinn is truly repentant. Yeah, and not to say that there's a standard, it's just that there's no action being. Yeah. So no, far, no fruit, it's not no looking fruit. good. Yeah, it's not looking good. It's it's like yeah. one of those. It's it, his his repentance looks like. Uh, most of America's New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I'm going to eat clean. I'm going to get a gym membership. You know, they, they last the first three weeks, and then it's, uh, I'm going to do it again next year. <laughs> Benny Hinn didn't even last that long. He just lasted a day before he started asking for money again. Yeah, pretty but much. Technically, he didn't ask for $1,000, so 
There was no amount. Just to sow your seed into a ministry. Here's the link down here below. So basically, if if you're listening to this, um, and and you believe that you have repented, continue in that. If man, just continue to ask God for that repentant heart. That may, maybe you deceived yourself at one time. Maybe you're deceiving yourself now. Continue to ask God. Continue to ask God for that repentant heart and, and get plugged in. You know, humble yourself and ask someone to disciple you. If, if there is somebody in your church whom is an elder or maybe has been in the things of God and shows that, that he knows his Bible, or she if you're a woman. Um, <laughs> but I, I would urge you, if, if you're a new believer, to get discipled. Because I feel like that goes a long way when, when you're discipled by another believer whom is really just founded on the things of God because they could help help you in, in that as far as teaching you the things of God and, and, and with the Bible and what the Bible says about certain things to help, you know, what was it called? To help, um, yeah, just basically just to help us in our walk. Yeah, um, the, there's a lot of scriptures. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. About God granting repentance. So uh, we believe in the sovereignty of God here. Uh, God is sovereign overall. And uh, God is the one who does this. His, our salvation is all of his. It's all of his doing from beginning to end. So if you're feeling that kind of way, uh, ask God to grant you repentance, you know what I mean? Uh, that he would have mercy on you and that he would uh, allow you to produce fruit in keeping with repentance. See, the Christian, he's going to keep on repenting. It's not just a one-time deal. I repent mm-hmm. and that's it. Nah, it's a daily repentance. I don't want to deceive myself. It's a, it's a continue, because what David said in Psalm 51, my, my sin is ever before me. Our eyes have been opened to our sin. You know, I mean? Back when we're in the world, we have no convictions at all because, you know, we could have been uh, doing all the things of the world, you know, with no restraint, and it, and it didn't bother us because we were dead in our sins and our trespasses. But once we got saved, our eyes are open to, the, to, our, to our sin, and it's a daily battle. Like, oh, man. And now we can't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and it's a and it, like back in the day, I'll make this example that, that Paul Washer made. He said, "There's a man who argues with his wife, and he he argues with her, and he gets in the car, goes to work, and goes about his day. And you know, nothing happens. He's just he's just you know mad all day." And just doesn't even care. So he gets saved. Same thing happens. He gets mad at his wife. They argue. And he leaves for work. But on his way to work, he is overwhelmed with conviction. His eyes have been opened that he has sinned. And his relationship is not right. Therefore... He makes it right. Therefore, he, he, he asks for forgiveness. He tries to make it right. See, the, the thing is that as, as Christians, it's not like all of a sudden uh, we're perfect and we don't do anything wrong anymore. Nah. We're still in the sinful world, in the sinful body, and we're going to continue to sin. It's just now our eyes are open to that sin. We grieve over it. We're, we sorrow over it. And we cannot stand our sin now. We, is there, there's a holy hatred for our sin, and we're going to want to continue to depart from that sin. Yeah. It's a daily, continual repentance. Like, Lord, I, I was almost like that. I can't sleep. I, yeah. can't, I can't sit still. I can't. I can't do this anymore. It's almost like how the scripture says that don't let the sun go down. Yeah. Don't that's a, down that's almost anger. like the internal feeling. Like, like I can't. Let allow the sun go down because I can't even sleep because I I need to get this off my chest. I yeah, need to go do, do something need, about it. This needs to be right. I I yeah. can't. Back in the day, we didn't care. You know, back in the day, mm-hmm. we could do whatever. Like I don't care. She 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 deserved it, or he. You know, 
that, that person deserved it. I'm justified, you know, I'm prideful, you're prideful, and you don't care about anyone's feelings but yourself. Now, you got saved like, man, I am the chief of sinners. And the things that I do not want to do, that's what I do. And the things I that I want to do, I don't do. Oh, wretched man that I am. Have you guys ever had that experience? There's a, oh, fight. Yeah. There's a fight going on <laughs> yeah. within the soul. That's what repentance is. It's a recognition of your sin and a daily turning. And I would even say that's in it, that when you feel that inside, that, that daily battle, that, that, that conviction, that's uh, one of the, the proofs or one of the things that you can be assured of that the Spirit is working in you. Yeah. Yep. That there, that you would even have a battle going on inside of you. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. I remember when, uh, after I got saved, man, I, <laughs> I, I told Julie, and, and Julie knows too, that like, I apologized to a couple people. You know, it is like years later or whatever, but I apologized to um, two ex-girlfriends that I cheated on. And I apologized to another girl and um, just for, like, the way I acted towards her. And I felt, what was that called? I don't know how to explain it, but, like, when I got saved, um, God brought back to my attention some of the things I did to, to I guess, in a way of making things right. And, and I, I felt like that, like, I couldn't sleep. I, I had to say sorry. I had to say something and bring light to what God has done in me. Hey, that's a trip, dude. That's a, that's a trip because I, I, I had somewhat of an of a experience like that, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how long after I got saved, uh, probably like a year or so later. Um, I'm just going to be real. From <laughs> So when, from, the, from the first time that I met Cindy... All the way to the time I got saved. Uh, I was not faithful to her. I was 18. I was still, you know, in the world, in the prime of my street days. And, you know, Cindy was just another girl. Um, but I ended up being with her for a long time. But just throughout the whole time, to the age of 24, I was never faithful to her. And um, she didn't know. And after I got saved... I felt a lot of conviction, you know, for a while because she didn't know about these things. And I was like, I'm going to take these things to my grave, dude. It was just bugging me. It was bugging me, bugging me, bugging me. But I didn't know that if I should admit it to her or what because she had no idea. And so one time Cindy was like, you know what? I've been praying and uh, you, need to, you need to tell me something. You need, you know, you, I know you've done some things and you just need to tell me. I was like, oh, man. So, so I took out my list, rolled down the floor, not the door, not the street, and I admitted to her everything that I'd done and just, you know, all the times that I cheated on her and everything. I was like, and it was crazy because it was so burdensome the past couple of days. Like, prior to that, I was just, like, really, it was just really, like, convicting me, and I, and I didn't know how to, how to, I knew that. Deal with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't know what to do. It was like, I know I feel bad, and I, I feel like I should tell her, but, man, I am embarrassed, you know? I am, and I was really, like, like I didn't know how to deal with it. And it was through the providence of God that, at the same time, Cindy was was praying and, and, and kind of, you know, going through her own struggles, like, preparing herself to hear, you know, all the things that I've done against her. And so that night, I came home from work. And we had a long conversation, and after that, she's all, the past is the past. I forgive you. I was like, whoo. I bet, they, I bet she had to strap you down to the bed, huh? Because you probably floated above your bed, huh? And I was seriously, I was like, man, dude, I'm going to take these things to my grave. Dude, she can never know about this. Yeah. But God, in his sovereignty and his providence, is like, now. I'm going to bring this to light, and it's going to be dealt with. And so when we talk about repentance, I ask for forgiveness, you know, like, like, babe, I'm sorry, you know. I was in the world, and 
And now she knows. Yeah. And uh, there's a freedom. What I'm trying to get at is there's a freedom in confession and turning and, and repenting and acknowledging your sin mm-hmm. and dealing mm-hmm. with your sin to get rid of it. Whereas First uh, John says that we confess our sins. Mm-hmm. He is faithful and just not only to forgive us, but to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I experienced that, dude, that night. I was like, dang. We were just praising God, like, man, like, he was working in both of us at the same time to get it off, you know, our chest and just leave the past in the past. Because when you're in Christ, you're a new creation. Old things yeah. have passed away. See, when you hear scriptures like that and then you apply it to our experiences, like, man. And it goes back to John <laughs> yeah. chapter 1, how That's we were once in the dark, now we're in yeah. the light, and now we're doing things unto the glory and of God. And all things that are in the darkness will be exposed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if if God is really tugging at your heart and God is really doing something in your life, you best believe everything that's in the darkness will be exposed if you don't expose it yourself. Yeah. That's crazy. Man, it's deep. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're listening, maybe <clears throat> if you're feeling a conviction over something that you've done, man, I urge you, encourage you to go and seek forgiveness from whoever. Maybe you've hurt somebody in the past or whatever. Man, just give it to God. Give it to God, and, and, and God will only lead you and guide you to what needs to get done, to be yeah. done. Yeah, don't, don't, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Uh, Any longer. It's just, yeah, because if it's tugging at you, it's going to eat you away until you act upon it. Yeah. But, man. Irresistible grace? Tulip? Maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, but that's for another time. But anyways, uh, any last words? Uh, depart from those. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, just just like we were talking about repentance, man. Um, continue in that. Yeah. Continue to seek repentance. If if you know you are saved, you're already assured of your repentance. Urge another brother. I mean, this is something that we cannot hold back on. This is not something that we should just keep to ourselves. This is something that we need to continue to remind each other. Sometimes we're, you know, holding on to some things that we need to continue to remind each other, you know, repent. The kingdom of God is near. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and I'd have to give just a, just an encouragement to to the church uh, in regards because I still keep thinking of what, what what Justin was saying about you know is there a standard for people who who are coming back to the church and and you know like repenting a yeah like a backslider coming back I'd say that the church to uh, one thing be wise yeah don't just don't just jump on anybody that says I believe or I repent hmm. but uh, be wise and at the same time. Uh, don't be too judgmental on someone who's trying to come back to God. What I'm saying by that, because we were saying, uh, let's uh, let's do our part mm-hmm. in discipleship. Yeah. If someone is 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 showing that fruit of repentance and want to come back to God, uh, I'd say to to that person in the church, uh, don't grieve that Holy Spirit that's tugging at you to to you know to be yeah. used in that part of discipleship to bring that that as. As James even says that you know that sinner back to to repentance. I mean, because that's ultimately the goal. Yeah, uh, love on them. Love on them, and we're not ones to play God, but we're ones to be used of God. And so that 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 that's just an encouragement to the church for anybody who's wanting to come back to God. Yeah. In re- in repentance, be wise and do your part. I have I'd, to say that. I I think I could I could uh, be a witness and say that. As far as just us and our small little congregation, I think we have done quite well in that area. When, mm-hmm. you know, fellow friends and brothers and sisters, believers, whomever have left and have returned, have left and returned. I feel like we, you know, we've done quite well in receiving them back. And that that, that brings back to the image of the prodigal son, how he was received back into the father's arms. Yeah, and that's how we, as a church body, should continue to do that. Even when people leave and come back, leave and come back, though sometimes it doesn't look 
as true repentance, nonetheless, we are doing unto God, not unto them. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, there's nothing more I can say. You guys said it all, so... If you got any beef with us, hit us up at reformprocess.com. <laughs> if, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Don't forget to give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Overcast, Podbean. Um, like that. Man, if you feel like know, you've been man. encouraged. I don't know that's what we're on, dude. So I'm I've never heard of that. But yeah, yeah. If, if you've been Podbean. encouurged. Yeah, Podbean. We're on Podbean. If you've been encouraged right. and edified by these podcasts, let us know, please. It's encouraging to hear that. Yeah. Um, especially how uh, we have been used by God in, in by way of edifying yeah, yourself. The whole purpose of this podcast is to glorify God through the edification of the saints. So if you've been edified in any way, shape, or form, uh, glorify God by uh, letting us know. Uh, hit us up with a comment on Apple Podcasts or share the episode or If you know whatever. us personally, maybe you could just message, hit us up. Justin's phone number is 714. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all signs are getting all these prank calls. <laughs> now yeah, reformrasa at gmail.com. Send us an email. Don't be shy. Um, we won't rebuke you. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah, so you know, praise God. Um, we're going to continue um, doing this until the hubcaps fall off. Yeah. We can't afford rims. So. <laughs> <laughs> grow as we grow and uh, peace. This is Reform Rasa. And we are checking out Arato Vatos. Later. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, yo, how awesome is he? Word is born, it's hard to believe The sovereign God who parted the seed is pardoning thieves But the living water making us wanna fall on our knees Calling on Jesus, giving the gift to all who believe It's the gift of repentance, given when the spirit descended We went from a sinful position to apostles and priests Pick it apart, penitence isn't in and of ourselves But a penitent heart is given from God, our God is a beast For regeneration of pagans who were following Satan The Father has gave us the promise of peace by squashing the beef And then giving us heart sensitive to the spirit of God, now we want to repent When the gospel is preached, it's the response of the chosen The elect is rejecting what God is opposing Check it, we're rocking and rolling By mercy we're found, learning the sound Of the voice of our shepherd while All of our idols, they burn to the ground Worship abounds, the King Jesus deserving the crown We fervently bow, he's given grace to turn it around His mercy motivates to seek Jehovah's face From a broken place, boldly approaching the throne of grace An open invitation to turn from your sin Being purged from within, the Lord's mercy for men Got you ill and filling the earth to repent We share Truth. Believe if you're a Christian by the Spirit, we bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Listen and grasp it, please don't misunderstand it. Look at the gift we've been handed. God urges men to turn from sin and turn to Him. Repentance is granted. Come on, listen and grasp it, please don't misunderstand it. Look at the gift we've been handed. God urges men to turn from sin and turn to Him. Repentance is granted. Come on, next up, Ambassador. I got an idea. Ladies and gentlemen, let's play gestures. Tell me, what's a ten-letter word that can exert a crazy amount of pressure? What turns men from sin when they're determined so they won't go all the way like Chris Berman? Clue, one of Jesus' first sermons. True, something indeed worth learning. Enough clues, cause I can see you squirming. It's repentance, it means about face, you turn it. You could be obstinate while I would no stopping it. Repentance is stopping and starting to do the opposite. Like a swindler who swindles kids. Repent and becomes a regenerate gentleman who's generous. Or take a man now preaching on his block. He used to lick shots and hold the heat like thick socks. Disgrace, you know, I used to take for granted till I got hit and learned it's a gift. God has to hand it. Heal about face because he hates me. Nah, for my safety, I'm headed for a cliff. He wants to save me. We need his power to switch lanes or switch teams. I mean, one of the hardest things is to change. But you can go from not seeing God to saying it's me and God, and we're tight like a leotard. Me and Will know the deal, the grace has a slit We went out there, but we back from it Listen and grasp it, please don't misunderstand it Look at the gift we've been handed God urges men to turn from sin and turn to him Repentance is granted, come on Listen and grasp it, please don't misunderstand it Look at the gift we've been handed God urges men to turn from sin and turn to him Repentance is granted, come on 
And last but not least, yeah, yeah, how's the king step to the mic? Hey, yo, the question is how can we be saved? Cause sin is the connection between man and the grave. The shackles on the wrist that lead the hand of a slave. It's the cracking of the whip overseeing how we behave. Here to devastate, like a Nephilim to a featherweight. But the sinless king intervened to emancipate. Even demons believe and trepidate. Faith and repentance, the difference between the redeemed and the reprobate. The main sign that follows a changed mind. Can't repent without belief, two sides of the same coin. Without repentance, no flesh redeemed Cause man's problem is low self-esteem It's the key ingredient, keeps you meek and obedient The epitome of peace and freedom cause you've been free from sin Repentance keeps the evils of demons from creeping in And keeps you seeking after his wills like the repo men It's not a repeated prayer that a preacher prepared It's truly seeing how you fear when you're deep in despair What's taking place is a prayer of desperation And once you're in the faith it's a daily examination Frees you from depression, helps you deal with forgiveness Daily we confess and come to him with petitions Like Chris Cross, Van Halen, important sisters yeah. You can jump, celebrate it for your redemption Listen and grasp it, please don't misunderstand it Look at the gift we've been handed God urges men to turn from sin and turn to him Repentance is granted, come on Listen and grasp it, please don't misunderstand it Look at the gift we've been handed God urges men to turn from sin and turn to him Repentance is granted, come on